The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to shadyrays.com, use the code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarised sunglasses. We're also brought to you by our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and a $100 gift card. Sign up today exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 12th of April, and we are here to handicap just a little baby card of MLB games for Thursday the 13th. We've got seven games going off tomorrow. Uh, we've got three of the finest brains Um in MLB handicapping to have a look at them. Um, and number one on that list is Mr. Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how are you doing? Malcolm, Noah, good to be with you boys. Uh, hopefully we have no problems today with it, but uh, chucking along. Uh, allergies killing me today, but it's beautiful here in New Jersey, about 80 degrees. So I'm happy the weather's good and Mets, another good win. So yeah, we're chucking along. Yeah, you sounded a bit sorry for yourself. He's all sniffly and snotty uh, when he came on the stream, but soldiering on through. Um, and our third wheel tonight uh, is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Almost pulled Mal- Malcolm myself. Uh, almost started talking with myself on mute. But how's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm going to go in on the race real quick here to start the podcast. They have hit 29 home runs to start the season. The Tigers have 30 runs. <laughs> the Tigers only hit 129 home runs throughout all of last season, and the Rays have hit 29 through the first 10 games. And to make matters worse, Isak Paredes goes deep. It was either yesterday or today. The guy that they traded uh, Austin Meadows for to the Detroit Tigers, Meadows doesn't have a single home run, and he's only played about a month and a half, and he's been sitting out due to, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's sitting out to. So yeah, I know the, it is it is. they were on 26 home runs yesterday when we recorded, um, which I think was like the second highest total ever through this uh, through this span of games early in the season. And then if they've tagged three on um, last night, they've probably uh, gone to the top of that list. But yeah, an incredible start uh, for the race. Um, anyone uh, welcome to join us in the YouTube. Um, comment section, say hello. Uh, Daquan the Great is in there. Uh, Daquan, good evening. Um, nice to see you. And if you are just catching the show on whatever streaming service that you use, um, whatever podcast platform, like I say, get across to to the YouTube channel. You can catch us live and have a little bit of uh, chat as well. So, yeah, tonight's start is all right from a personal point of view. The uh, My lock has hit early. Um, which was Houston on the run line. You know, we discussed this last night with your little 4-12 shenanigans and <laughs> Pittsburgh got spanked. Do you want to talk? tell us about that? Uh, yeah, my over didn't hit there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did take the over. Yeah, so that hit uh, my dog. Well, you've got you've got a dog in the fight here, though, Noah, because we tipped up, or I tipped as my dog, um, Dre Jameson, who we, we had picked up in our fantasy league, and he... Um, around about five minutes ago, he was born along quite nicely. They were, the D-backs were five, nothing up, uh, and Jameson was going okay. So um, that hopefully can get us in the win column. But Jameson started well. Um, 
and it looks like my dog's going to hit. And the uh, day two of the permanently feared the Chicago White Sox for 30, 14 days um, hit easily as well because they had four hits tonight. Um, in fact, day one, they had a walk-off cock-up in extras. Um, the scores were tied and the shortstop launched into the dugout and they lost the game there. Um, tonight, they had four hits just, um, one solo home run and got turned over by the Twins again. So, yeah, the perma feed is well what and truly. Was, what was the score of that one? I didn't check it. Four it Tonight, 3-1. Okay, so oh, it was 3-1? Okay, my under on the Twins hit. That was my pick that game. Well, yeah, I've been – the more and more I've watched this series, the, the further and further out I've got on the Twins. I know I took them in the World Series draft with my fourth pick. Um but ever since it was highlighted to me how bad the White Sox and the Twins lineup were, I think it was on Sunday night. Can't be Sunday, that's too long ago. Maybe Monday or Tuesday. Anyway, dog did shit lineups. See, did you um, did you watch that game like throughout the yeah. Twins and the White Sox? To, did I did, not tonight's game, no. Okay, did you see what happened to Bayern Buxton? Uh, he was sprinting down the first baseline uh, to second and wiped into Lene Garcia, I think his name is, the uh, the call-up second baseman for the White Sox, and it was ugly. So hopefully Byron Buxton's okay. Oh, no. Did you see Farmer? Ooh. He got hit in the face by a pitch. No, I didn't see that one. By Lucas Giolito, yeah. Apparently he walked out with a towel across his face, so hopefully he's good too. So a lot of like, shenanigans in that game. The series yeah. in general, because Tim Anderson got hurt in that series, right? Sliding right. into it, yeah, that was crazy too. It's been fundamentally an awful, awful series. And that's why that's why I'm saying the more I've watched Minnesota, the, actual, the less convinced I've been by them. Um, however, the White Sox, yeah, I'll happily fade them forever. Um, okay, let's start Malcolm, tomorrow's that's a fresh hat. It's clean. Yeah, everything came. Do you know what the jaunty angle, which is making me look twenty-five years younger? I, I haven't it. done that on purpose, but it's like I've got my headphones on now, so I can't readjust it. So I'm not trying to be like one of you young people, but uh, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I don't. I need to sort the um, brim out because I don't. I can't do the wide brim. It's not for no. me the wide brim. I need to. Um, yeah, like a I need to pay. Yeah. yeah, I need to pay one of the kids to to you. like to hold it for three hours. I'll give the kids a fiver so and a I'll get one that, of them. A trick that I learned, but I personally don't do it because I don't trust myself in like snapping a brim like that. So yeah. boil water and then use the steam. Hold the hat above the boiled water with the steam. It softens <laughs> the brim, and then you can yeah. bend it into a curve. Okay, so life hack. Uh, life hacks from nowhere. Yeah, but I don't trust uh, I like to do it either. So I don't know if it's a hack or not. <laughs> Could you? I'll just pay one of the kids. The kids will do anything for a fiver. I'll just sit and get them to bend it. So we've got seven games tomorrow. We have one game with no lines, which is the first game we're going to cover. But D Rock can give us his lines on that one. Um, I thought this was a bit awkward to, to handicap. I've got three. We've got three really chalky games, three favourites who are near the minus 200 mark. So a few run line bets. So, yeah, it wasn't the best betting card, but um, there's no such thing as a bad price to win So let's see what we can uh, see what we can dig out here. The 105 Eastern first pitch, first game of the day, is the Oakland Athletics and the Baltimore Orioles. And it's Oakland to have officially a TBD pitcher which is why we have no lines. We all think it's Adam Oller 
who's going to start for Auckland. Uh, left-handed pitcher Cole Irving is confirmed for Baltimore. Um, no line. We'll throw this across. Dylan, give us some... Um, you make your own lines. What What do you reckon this is going to land on? And yeah. then you can handicap it for us. Yeah, like you said, no lines up yet, but uh, I, didn't, I did make my lines as if uh, Adam Aller and Cole Irving are going for the A's and Orioles. I made the Orioles a minus 220 favorite. Minus one and a half for the Orioles is at minus 125. So on the flip side, plus one and a half, I need a plus 125, plus 220 to take a shot with the A's. Uh, and as for my total, I set it at 9.8. It's pretty high. Both pitchers not off to the best start. I expect a lot of runs in this game. You know, Cole Irving, he's given up nine runs in eight innings, six walks, a lot of walks as well. Adam Mahler, not that good either. Five runs in just nine innings pitched. I feel like if we get a nine, nine and a half, I have to hammer the over. The over is eight and three for the A's in their um, 11 starts. As for the uh, Orioles, seven and four towards the over. So I expect a lot of runs for these two teams. I expect both pitchers to give up a lot of runs. So depending on what the opening line is, I'm probably going to be on the over here. Yeah, so instinctively, if I don't see lines, I'll kind of... I'll. I'll, I'll make a pick that I want to follow and then try and get lines. And what I've got written down here is the over. Um, thought it might be eight and a half or nine. You're saying it could be towards nine or nine, nine and a half. But I just thought you had to give the bats a chance here because um, this is Animola's first start. He's had two long relief appearances. He pitched okay, actually, against Tampa Bay last time out. Um, his stuff is bad. Um, Animola, not hopeful for him in the long term. Irvin hasn't had a good start of the season. So, yeah, I just thought you had to give it to the bats, even though um, Auckland are, I mean, they're just a mess, aren't they? Their batting average is 28th in the league and they are 30th in ERA. So, I just couldn't go with either pitch yet. Um, Baltimore have hit, scored quite a lot of runs this week as well. Uh, the young guys are looking quite hot. So, um, yeah, I'll take the over if it's a reasonable number. Noah, what do you think? On uh, the season, the Athletics are striking out 23.3% of the time against left-handed pitching. Irvin picked up four Ks against Boston, five against the Yankees. So I wouldn't look at an Irvin K prop unless it's like four or three and a half. Um, if it's six or higher, a nice under uh, could be sneaky. However, like the over is not a bad look. If you don't subscribe to the Cole Irvin revenge game, like I'm not touching – the Orioles money line, but a money, a one and a half, if it's at a minus 115, minus 120, whatever Dylan said there, wouldn't be a bad look from me. Um, also, uh, shorter slate. So I went even deeper into like stolen bases that I've been playing a lot so far this year. Um, and I'm not taking any so far in this game. And there's only actually two matchups that I am, but when I do, I'll uh, get further into that. Um, there's no such thing as a revenge game. Um, I will tell you about Shady Rays before we go into game two. Um, kick off the new year with the sunglasses uh, that built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and loads more. Shady Ray is an independent sunglasses company known for their durable frames, extremely clear optics. So all your outdoor adventures are taken care of. And especially with outdoor stuff, you're going to lose or break them. Uh, they will replace them even on day one, no questions asked. So you can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. You can look good and feel good. Um, Shady Rays have donated over 20 million meals to Fight Hunger with Feeds in America. 
And if you don't love them, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Race has given out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRace.com, use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Um, and don't forget to check out the NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Uh, I am very sure the NBA Gambling Podcast and um, Moonath of this parish are firing out all sorts of fun winners over there. So um, if you don't listen, you should be. Okay, second game tomorrow. It's a nice, some nice... Uh, UK friendly times again for me tomorrow. I've watched quite a lot of ball already today. Um, even though I was telling Dylan before we started recording, um, I haven't told you this, no, the, my mate's Fire Stick subscription ran out. So I went to put the baseball on tonight and I got the banner message saying, uh, so I had to message him um, and kind of try and encourage him to sort it out. But because I'm piggybacking it, piggybacking it for free. I couldn't really be too aggressive with him. I couldn't say, mate, come on, sort this out. Uh, so hopefully he's going to do it and I can uh, I can watch some free baseball again tomorrow because I missed all the Champions League quarterfinals tonight. Um, I couldn't watch the footballs. I normally I normally have the multi-screen option going, but um, I couldn't do that tonight. So, But yeah, UK-friendly baseball I'll tomorrow. My, I'll get you one of my streaming sites. No worries. Yes, you do it. Uh, the one we used for the playoffs last year was very good. Yeah. Um, 110 Eastern first pitch, the Boston Red Sox and those pesky Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Corey Kluber will go to the hill for Boston and lefty Jeffrey Springs goes for Tampa Bay. Boston a plus 145, Tampa Bay minus 180. The total is set at eight. Corey Kluber is 0-2, 648 ERA, has pitched eight in the third in his two starts. Been fairly hittable, nine hits, five walks thrown in there as well. Um, he was better second time out against Pittsburgh. Um, he has had two home starts and he was much worse on the road last year. Um, three and seven with a 5.05 ERA. So this is his first road start of 2023. Expect a little bit of regression from Kluber. Um, Jeffrey Springs has just been part of this great um, Tampa Bay story. There's a lot of talk about him uh, pre-season. He was, a, he was a fantasy darling for a lot of people. And um, Blake Meyer, actually, on the Baseball Money is Fake podcast, is out on Springs. Um, he's a bit of a sell candidate for Blake. Um, but he's been great, albeit against Oakland and Detroit. So he's had a soft start in terms of opposition. Um he, he, he fired out 12 strikeouts against Detroit last time out. Um, 223 ERA last year at home. The only option is the Tampa Bay Ray run line. There's nothing else you can do with this one. Um, Dylan, could you find a different way of handicapping this? No, honestly, let's continue to roll with the Rays. I took them straight up. I got a minus 150 earlier in the day. I got a plus 145 on them on minus one and a half. I hammered that. You could still find plus money. I think it's great value with a team that's 11 and 0, 10 and 1 on the run line. And I don't know if I'd be out on Springs. He's been dominant. I know it's been against two bad teams, but zero runs given up, only three hits. He struck out seven batters and 12 batters the second game. So. Maybe look towards a K-Prop for him. Now, on the other hand, it's been a bad start for Kluber. 0-2, the Red Sox lost both those games. He's not giving them many innings as well, just 
putting a ton of pressure on the bullpen. Their bats just don't seem to be there as well in this series. So I think the Rays sweep them. I like the Rays first five minus a half, full game, put them in a parlay, and I like them minus one and a half as well. Noah, could you find anything more exotic or is it a team ride on the Rays? No. Uh, okay, Ooh. Like so Malcolm wants to joke about revenge angles, which is totally fair game. Okay, we like to joke around and make fun of each other every now and then. But you set it up perfectly for the Boston Red Sox money line. You were literally talking about how we have our fantasy baseball podcast not totally in on Jeffrey Springs. I'm not either. And you said that Corey Kluber does a little bit worse on the road. Last year, he played for the Rays. His home games were in the trap. No. So I I agree that Kluber's probably not looking for a vengeance angle against the organization that revived his career, but it's a fact that playing alongside some of these guys, he's going to know how to pitch to some of them, and he might know their sucker pitch. Like I think a first five money line play is valid here. Keep an eye on uh, Kike Hernandez prices as he's hitting 500 and five at bats with a home run um, with an average exit velocity of 94.4 on his balls in play against Jeffrey Springs. Um, and yeah, I, I wrote down an angle on Springs, but you, you t- covered that already. Uh, he's played the athletics and tigers. And I think the strikeouts might be a little bit inflated. So if that thing comes out a little bit high, that might not be a bad underlook. I think. The problem with me taking Boston in this spot, Noah, was that I've taken them tonight. Um, I took my guy Chris Sale, so I felt like going to the well twice in a row uh, was maybe <laughs> a little bit... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, we, we're flip-flopping. Um, Somebody's going to go over two and two and up. Like, you, Zig and I'll zag, etc. Uh, 6.40 Eastern first pitch between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Cincinnati Reds. We've got two lefties on the bump for this one. Uh, Bailey Falter for the Phillies and Nick Lodolo um, for Cincinnati. This is a match. It is minus 110 each of two. The total is at eight and a half. Noah, we'll head straight back to you. Uh, bookies can't split them. Are you good enough? It's going to be a great battle of the Southpaws. And uh, these two pitchers actually faced each other on the eighth and the Phillies won a low scoring three, two ball game um, where Falter and Lodolo met against each other, Philadelphia. uh, They only have a 184 batting average currently against Nick Lodolo collectively and 55 at bats. They're striking up 42% of the time to Lodolo and he racked up 12 punchies in that first game against them. Uh, Lodolo also had nine strikeouts against the Pirates. Against the lefties this season, the two Pennsylvania MLB teams rank similarly with the 13th and 16th highest strikeout percentages against left-handed pitching. Um, I think Lodolo could strike out 10 again. I'll be looking at his strikeout prop when that thing releases. Um, as for like the way to separate this game, I think both offenses are somewhat playing similarly i I think the philly phillies have the better offense but they haven't had the best start um and the separator for me is philadelphia is the worst bullpen in year eight and all of the mlb right now with a 708 so i'll take cincy minus 110 okay so it's the reds at home for noah dylan uh what you telling me yeah, I agree with Noah. Give me the Reds here at home. I got a minus 120, so it's right at the number. So I'm lay- fine laying a little juice here with the Reds. Nick Lodolo, 
great start. Only two runs given up in 12 innings. He has 21 strikeouts already. I agree. I think uh, K-Prop is valid in this spot. I just think it's a good spot for him and the Reds to get back in the win column. Besides that one game where the Phillies scored 15 runs against the Marlins, I think their numbers are a little inflated. They haven't been swinging the bat that well. So a lot of swing and miss guys in their lineup. So I agree with Noah. Nick Lodolo, K-Prop, depending on the number it comes out. And I'm going to lay uh, the 20 cents with the Reds at home. Um, yeah, that condition of the Phillies lineup, Dylan, is pretty much my my key to handicapping this game. I'm still unconvinced um, by Philadelphia. I did take Miami last night at plus 140 to get it done, and they did, um, because we've said for the last couple of nights, I'd like to see them do it a little bit more than one giant explosion when they hit those 14 runs. And I'm just not really, I'm not really buying in on them. Um I don't mind Falter. He's had two good starts again since he and Texas. And I do like the Dolo. So this brought me to the under uh, eight and a half, I think, is high. Um, Cincinnati have been doing okay, but they're still not a great um, hitting team. And I'm a little bit out on Philadelphia at the moment. So yeah, under eight and a half uh, seemed like the obvious way. Another great for... way to look at it. It was only 3 2 the first time these two pitchers played, faced each oh, other. There you so. go. That's more than good enough. Uh, everybody wins if they can replicate that again tomorrow. Uh, 7 05 Eastern first pitch, the Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees. Uh, Joe Ryan for Minnesota and Johnny Brito goes for the New York Yankees. Uh, Minnesota plus 115. The Yankees are minus 135. The total is set at eight and a half. And we throw this back to Dylan, big Yankees fan. Dylan, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Yankees here at home. I got a minus 130. I still see those around. Uh, I made my line Yankees minus 145. I think we got two good pitchers here on the mound with Joe Ryan and Johnny Brito. You know, I've liked what I've seen from Brito in his two starts, especially at home. He's only allowed one run in 10 innings pitch. He's done a good job keeping the ball inside the park. Hasn't let up a home run. No home runs given up for either Joe Ryan as well. He's been solid for the Twins in his two starts. So uh, he's given up a little more contact, but you know, I, I don't, I think this might be a bad spot for him with the Yankees coming back home against that lineup. I trust the Yankees a little more. I trust Brito a little more as well in this spot. So think this is a good spot for the Yankees at minus 130. That's a very generous price at home. So I'm t- comfortable taking the Yanks here on the money line. Okay. So one for the Yankees, Noah. Yeah. So in the last 20 games that these two franchises have played each other, New York is 17 and three and they're nine and one at home. The Great twins start, just Noah. the twins just don't play well against the Yankees. It's just in their heads. Um, and that minus one thirty price that Dylan was talking about. It's on DK. I'm going to have that as my pick for this game as well. Joe Ryan in two starts has picked up six strikeouts against the Royals and ten against the Astros. Um, both those teams have twenty four and a half and twenty five point seven strikeout percentages against right righties respectively, which is higher than the Yankees twenty four percent, which was a little bit surprising to me. Um, but I'm kind of seeing different things than what Dylan said. Joe Ryan's actually limiting contact more this year than ever before in his career. 85th percentile in whiff whiff percentage so far um, in his first two starts. So I think anything over 6Ks for Joe Ryan is a great look. Um, I'm also going to pass on Johnny Burrito's props because still kind of new to seeing him in the MLB, so I don't really have a great feel for him. And also, anything over plus 200 for Glaber Torres to steal a bag would be awesome. Torres has five swipes on the year so far with a 486 on base percentage against right-handed pitching. 
while base runners have a 81% stolen base success rate against Ryan so far this year, or in his career so far, the league average for this year is 81% on stolen bases. So Ryan lands right on that threshold for me. My thought process is I need to plus 200, and usually I'm playing either four or five of those a day, a quarter unit or 0.2 of a unit. And if I win one, at least I break even. At least most times I'm making profit. So that's how I've been handicapping stolen bases. I've got one more game where I'm actually going even further into that handicap. So I'm excited for that, Malcolm. Yeah, stay tuned for the um, stolen base chat. I know Lane uh, has been asking in the chat. So um, for me, I'm pretty much identical. The Dylan Sadley cap, it was the Yankees on the money line. Um, Ryan has pitched well. Uh, he got tagged for one home run in each of his starts, which was in his undoing, really. He did struggle on the road um, last year, played the Yankees once, gave up four earned runs and four innings pitch. And... Um, what I've been most impressed with with the Britos is control. Um, so similar levels of opposition to the two games that he's already played in. The Twins, as discussed previously, aren't really doing much for me as far as the eye test is concerned. So I thought that minus 130, I had it down at minus 135. So if Dylan's seeing a minus 130, and um, that's a perfectly reasonable price to me. Um, so the, that's, a, that's a team ride on a New York team? Can I, team can ride play, on... Can we play the trumpets? Dylan shaking his head. You started, Dylan. This was your doing. We followed your lead, my man. Don't shake your head at us. I didn't um, do anything. Noah brought this trumpet into the. <laughs> oh, poor Edge. Hey, I forgot if, about him. If you, have, if you have a great sound bite, just send it in. We'll put it in here. We, we found a great one from the Pirates last night. They were unsheathing swords. Um, ah, I nice. I saw that, Malcolm, but you want to. I want to address one, something eh? in chat. I will never come over to the Bronx side. <laughs> Always saying, I will never do that. Some of the uh, some of our regular contributors have uh, eventually turned up. Better late than never, boys. You know, come on, at least be on time. Uh, Captain Insano and Serial. Captain Insano has nibbled his way in front of me in the uh, DGEN's Fantasy League, uh, but I've got my eye on the categories in which I can claw him back, so... Uh, enjoy it while it lasts, uh, Captain, because by Sunday night, um, you'll be looking for me um, through the windscreen, not in the rear view mirror. Um, talking about unsheathing swords, however, uh, sword vitality will help you do just that. Uh, self-care is cool and manly, and you should be proud of taking care of yourself. Did you know 40% of men are affected by impotence at the age of 40? And nearly 70% of men are affected at the age of 70. So you don't need to buy the dodgy little blue pills that you hide in your sock drawer. Uh, take care of your plumbing by using Sword Vitality, which helps increase your blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man. It's time to become a Sword Vitality man if you aren't experiencing erections in the morning. You've got three main benefits. Increased blood flow in ways that help you thrive as a man in the bedroom. Sword Vitality can help increase your stamina and you don't have to hide it. You can be proud of it. Unsheath your sword. Visit swordvitality.com and use the promo code SGPN for a nice discount at the checkout. That's swordvitality.com, promo code SGPN. I nearly said Sword SFX uh, for the first time in about three weeks there, Noah, but I didn't because... I'm learning. I'm good. Um, next up, we will go to... I feel like the show's got a bit more room to breathe tonight because there's only seven games. Uh, none of this 15-game malarkey. Uh, oh, three yeah. games left. 
Eastern first pitches, the Detroit Tigers and the Toronto Blue Jays. Spencer Turnbull goes for Detroit. Um, Toronto will have Chris Bassett on the hill. Prices, Detroit plus 185. The Blue Jays are minus 213. The total is set at nine. Me, I'll take this one then. Yeah, so Spencer Turnbull, Noah, I feel like you've uh, talked me into Spencer Turnbull. And I could look, he's put his eyes, look at his body language again, Dylan. He's, uh, he knows he's done a bad thing. He won't make eye contact with him. He talked me into Spencer Turnbull um, and we put him in our fantasy league and he has not been good, um, is a kind way of putting it. He did sort of pinch his neck last time out, which if you want to give him a little excuse. Um, but yeah, disappointing stuff really from Turnbull. And if this doesn't go well tomorrow, which I suspect it might not, um, he might not last on our roster beyond Sunday. Um, Chris Bassett, I think last night the, between these two teams, it finished it finished nine to three, maybe in Toronto's favour. Seemed like a perfect example of what these teams are capable of. Detroit got on the board with one swing of the bat, scored all three runs on that one swing from uh, Matt on, but uh, the Blue Jays will eventually get to them just because of the really the length of, of this lineup. They've got quality hitters all the way down. They've got speed and power. And they're, they're almost inevitably going to get to Detroit um, the longer the game goes on. So this was, I said, I said earlier on, there was two or three games in this slate where you had like minus 200 favourites and I couldn't get away. I, I, there was no point in trying to find something clever or exotic for the sake of it. It's another Toronto Blue Jays run line. So I apologize for my um, boring picks, but I couldn't, um, I couldn't give us anything else. Noah might try and talk us into Spencer Turnbull. Noah, are you brave enough? Yeah. Like you mentioned through two starts, Turnbull has not looked very good. Not looked like he's making the bounce back that I had hoped for. Granted he's faced the Rays and the Red Sox with two of the lowest strikeout percentages in the league, which could explain why he's um, in the 11th percentile for whiffs in all of the MLB and fifth percentile for strikeouts. Newsflash, Toronto's not going to make that percent as percentages any better. <laughs> um, the full game over wouldn't be terrible because um, Chris Bassett comes into this game with a 1061 ERA as well, so he's not off to the greatest start this season. Um who am I kidding? The Cardinals and the Angels offenses are much better than the Tigers. So if you just wanted to isolate the Blue Jays and take a team total over, go with the moon off play here, um, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, Bassett struck out five Angels, but then got bombed in his last start for four dingers and only pitched three innings against the Cardinals. The Tigers ranked 14th and the Angels ranked 15th in strikeout percentage against right-handed pitching. So if you're on the ba Bassett bounce back angle, over four and a half Ks wouldn't be a bad look. Yeah, that is um, the, the team total is very much a boot off play. You're right about that. That's a nice spot. Um, Dylan, anything um, much to add on this one? Yeah, not going to win any prizes with this one, Mal. Give me the Blue Jays minus one and a half, same as you. I was able to get a plus 110. I see minus 110s out there. I still like it. I needed a minus 130 to take them on the run line. So I was surprised I was actually able to get a plus money, but I think we got to continue to fade the Tigers. I'm sorry, Noah, but Tigers, they've lost five straight. They haven't covered the run line in five straight either. And Bassett, you know, he looked a little better in his last outing against the Angels. He only allowed two runs on two hits, so... 
Hopefully he's turned the corner, but uh, whereas Spencer Turnbull, he has not. He's gotten rocked. Now facing a Blue Jay team, like uh, Malcolm said, they have length in their lineup depth, and they're getting hot right now. They're scoring a lot of runs, so I just think this is a bad spot for him and the Tigers. I think the Blue Jays win big, so give me them on the run line as well. The Tigers on base plus slugging percentage is like 560 this year, which is 30th in the MLB. And also the bullpen, which I thought would be somewhat of our saving grace, has not been so far this year with a six-something ERA, which is 29th in the MLB. So on both sides of the ball, they're sucking. So I am not offended at all. Dylan. When are you going to a game? I don't know. Like, why would you, you might not go? Yeah, why yeah. would you? Pump? <laughs> On opening day, I bought pizza from the old owner instead of the current one. That's just what happens when you're in Detroit. Wow. I mean, I posed. We were somehow this happened yesterday on Twitter. There was a discussion between some troll, and he was like, "You don't rep Detroit very well." Well, the team don't play. Like, I even had a picture from when I went to Vegas. I was wearing my Detroit Tigers sweatshirt, but we haven't had a playoff team. In all four big professional American sports since 2016, like seven years without one single playoff team, and we've got four pro teams. <laughs> it's just like Captain Insano said, though. Only room for improvement. Only way you could go up is only way you could go is up from this point. Hey, draft season, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's the hope that kills you, Noah. I saw that kid having a pop at you on Twitter yesterday. Sean was cheering up. It was quite funny. Um, <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> it was. I just got a little um, notification from the PGA Tour on my phone about something, and that just reminded me. I don't know why I'm telling you this. That the Asian Golf Tour today announced they're going to have an event. It's St Andrews, um, the home of golf. You know St Andrews, um, just north of Edinburgh. It's only about an hour and a half north of me here. And I'm going to try, I think I'm going to see if I can't get a job. You know, one of those, but like the blow code and the scorecard, or I'm going to get an inside the ropes job at the Asian Tour Golf. So I've, I tried to have a look at the go. website before, but I couldn't find it. But yeah, I'm going to be the like the blow code and that big microphone thing, or um, one of the stick the little flag in the ground when they see the ball. Um, I'm going to do that. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. All right. Um, I'll get some uh, SGP and merch inside the ropes. Uh, the penultimate game. No, I was, gonna, I was just going to say it's going to be that picture with the security guard picture, those two best pictures with you, Al. Well, yeah, with the security guard turfing me out here um, by the ear. 7.45 Eastern first pitch in the penultimate game. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, we'll throw this back to Noah. He can talk about his Pirates if they're any better than the Tigers against the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Vince Velasquez, I nearly said, I couldn't even say his name without laughing, um, goes for Pittsburgh in St. Louis. Have Jordan Montgomery on the hill, uh, the lefty. It's another minus 200, minus 213 on St. Louis, plus 185 on Velasquez. Total is set at eight. Uh, Noah, any more inspiration in the Pirates? They've been a bit better, haven't they? Yeah, they have been. Uh, they've been like Cameron Kerr on Twitter yesterday also. He was like, are they a wagon? They might be. They lost their shortstop until August, but you know what? They just they just took down Christian Javier yesterday on the money line. So who knows? Um, this is a tough game for me to have the lead handicap, though. Like I really didn't find anything on this one. It was really tough to look at. Like nothing was jumping off the page. I'll just take the opportunity to take the, to take the Pirates plus one and a half at plus one hundred five. You don't get that very often. You can find that on DK right now. Um, you don't get the dog plus one one and a half at plus money very often. So no good angles for me here. It's the Cardinals. I have not been as high on the Cardinals as other people. Montgomery's the one pitcher that's been going pretty damn good for them. So 
I'm kind of playing with fire fading him, but I'll take the plus one and a half. Yeah, um, Montgomery has been going really, really well. And I have enjoyed watching the Pirates, no question about that. Go, them going on the road tomorrow concerns me a little bit. They weren't very good um, on the road last year. In fact, they were they, they were terrible. Um, so what you on Bay? He hit that walk-off last year. Yeah, year. he hit the walk-off. He, was, um, he got on base today and just instantly stole second, like in a heartbeat. It was never in question. Just took a massively in gun. Yeah, he's been... Uh, he's been really good fun to watch. He's Yesterday, been one of the him and G Man Choi went deep, and it was the first time ever in an MLB game that two Korean players had a home run in the same game. Nice. nice. Um, so this is going to be the third leg of my boring, boring, boring uh, run line parlay at St. Louis. You can um, you can you can maybe parlay them all up on the money line if you wanted St. Louis, Toronto, Tampa Bay. But yeah, the, only a seven game card, and three of them were dog shit boring a handicap. But uh, that's the way it's gone, unless unless Dylan's got something fancy for us. Yeah, I couldn't come down on a side in this one. I do lean the Cardinals, but I like the over eight. I'm starting to see eight and a halfs pop up. So if you do like the over, I like the over as well. I made my total 8.7. I think Vince Velasquez could get rocked here on the road. He's given up eight runs in just seven innings pitched. He has more walks than strikeouts, which is very concerning. And the Pirates have also gone over uh, the total in four of their last five games. I think their bats have been uh, picking up a little bit. I think they're a pretty solid team right now. It sucks that O'Neill went down, but... uh. You know, I think the Cardinals, they could have a big game against Velasquez, and this Pirates should be able to help out with a few runs themselves. So I like the over eight. I got it at minus 110. You know what? I love this angle from Captain Insano in the chat. Cardinals are not only traveling a far distance. They're going from the Rockies to the Pirates here, but they're also, it's going to be their first game outside of Coors Field. So that one always affects the Rockies when they travel away. Um, and Malcolm, how, how so Malcolm responds to Insano in the chat, is that far? It only looks about 40 miles long or away in my map. How, how small do they make the United States of America and the Great Britain maps? Malcolm? Well, I, I get that it's quite a big place. And obviously I live in quite a small place. What stunned me was um, when I was stranded in Los Angeles airport and I hitched a lift with those four Danish kids, was we put the... Uh, obviously, we put Vegas, the destination, in the sat nav. And again, I looked at the map. It was about that far on the map. No problem. <laughs> Half an hour. It was like four hours and fucking fifty-seven minutes. I could be. I could get all the way to the other side of the country and back in the time it took us to cover that like half an inch. So I don't know. I think your maps must be off. There's something. Just something imagine, going on there. Imagine like the the uh, back in the day, like the Great Britain military may have been so strong because they didn't have a ton of land in that centralized area, you know? Um, There's I a, flew. Lot of, a lot of <laughs> land to cover here. <laughs> I flew over the Rockies, and it was very, very beautiful. Uh, I must admit, I enjoyed that. Uh, oh, man, the chat's made me giggle tonight. Uh, TVDBJ has turned up as well, so good evening to you. Um, everyone's just getting stuck into each other. It's a bit of a bit of a bum fight in there. I'm all for it. Um, the final game of the evening tomorrow is a 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the San Diego Padres. Officially TBD for the Brewers. We all think it's Eric Lauer, um, and I think the books agree with me. The Padres have Nick Martinez going. The lines are plus 125. Uh, for the Brewers, the Padres are minus 145 at home. Totally, they set that eight and a half. 
Uh, we'll come back to Dylan who uh, finish us off with the Brewers at the Padres. Yeah, I'm going to start with another total here. I like the under eight and a half. I set my total at 7.7. I think this could be a nice bounce back start for Lauer. You know, he got rocked by the Cardinals in his last start. And the Padres, their bats have kind of cooled down uh, as of late. While the Brewers, they're 5-0 and oh towards the under. I said in our preseason pods, I'm going to be betting a lot of unders on this Brewer team. Uh, so Martinez is okay. If he's able to keep his walks down, that's my one issue with him, but I think he'll be all right. So I'm going to take a shot at the under eight and a half here. So, so it's an under, uh, on the total for Dylan, uh, Noah, you want, you want to hit this one, Mel? I have a, okay. Uh, yeah. Winded. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh yeah. You're going to go for it at the end. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, underwhelmed by Lauer. I think it's fair to say. Plenty of hits and plenty of walks. Um, and as, although uh, TVDBJ has got us a, a go Brewers in the chat, I am fading the Brewers at the moment. They're just not doing an awful lot for me. Um, Martinez's numbers haven't been great, but he actually pitched a lot better um, and went seven innings uh, at home to Colorado last time out. I think Martinez can build on that. I was hoping um, for a better a better season from him. I prefer the Padres to the Brewers, so it's short, but it's straightforward. It's the Padres on the money line for me. We can take that unit and a half play at minus 145. Noah, the stage is yours. You've talked yourself up. Go for it. Yep. So I'll start with the game handicap. Eric Lauer, he's getting the opportunity to pitch here, and I'm going to back him. I I think the public's going to jump on the Padres um, with Martinez going and Lauer uh, not consistently making starts for this Brewers team, but nothing separates the two really offensively for me. Against righties, the Padres have a 738 OPS, which is 17th in the MLB. The Brewers have a 690 OPS, which is only 21st in the MLB against uh, righties. So against lefties, the Padres have a 738 OPS. Sorry, I misspoke there. But I think Lauer is going to do all right. But even if he doesn't, Milwaukee currently has the best bullpen in the majors with a flat one ERA. Padres bullpen ranking 17th with a 420. So also, uh, this is where I'm going to go into the base running here for a little bit. Um, 85% success rate. Uh, has been given up by Nick Martinez, stolen bases-wise, in his career. So here's how I've been handicapping stolen bases so far this season. Um, head over to Baseball Savant, where you can view the sprint speeds of all the players. So for this example, it's the Brewers lineup. You want to pull up the Brewers lineup and look at their sprint speeds. You're going to find this is why one of the reasons why I really like this Brewers team this year. Garrett Mitchell, um, he has 96 percentile, which is 29.3 feet per second is sprint speed. Bryce Terang's 95th percentile, 29.2 feet per second. Joey Weimer, 95th percentile, 29 feet per second. And Christian Yelich, 81st percentile, which is 28 feet per second. All four of them are elite runners. Now we have to look at, are they getting on base enough for us to be able to back them um, in being able to swipe a bag head over to the leaderboards and apply splits on fan graphs against righties. Since Nick Martinez is a right-handed pitcher, check their on base percentages. If they're commonly getting hits or getting on base because of walks, it's great to back those guys. Mitchell, 371 on base percentage. Terang, 364. Weimer, 345. And Yelich, 324. All four of them are above league average OBP. Against righties, which is 323. Yelich barely makes the cut, but I'm giving him the edge here. I like to place either four or five uh, stolen base props at either a corner of a unit or a .2 unit 
a unit each. Um, and I know if I hit one, I'm breaking even at least. And if I hit one, I have a good chance of making some profit for the Knights. So um, there were only two pitchers on the slate that allow an 80% stolen base success uh, throughout their career. This season, uh, runners are stealing bases at 81%. Uh, compared to getting caught stole, uh, stealing. So they're getting caught 19% successful stealing, 81%. So that's where I'm kind of looking throughout career uh, stolen base percentage against pitchers. Um, and that's kind of like how I'm targeting guys. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Glaber Torres. Um, so these four brewers, Glaber Torres, if all five prices are plus 200 or above, that's worthy and it's on my card. There you go, a clinic, a stolen base gambling clinic from Noah Bennett. Thanks, Noah. Uh, love shit like that. Um, Okie doke, seven games um, in the hutch, all done and dusted. Locks and dogs, um, and Dylan's led us off all night. So we will let Dylan hit us with his lock and his dog face. All right, uh, let's start with the lock. Uh, let's go to the dark side. I'm going to the Bronx. I'll take the Yankees on the money line. I just think uh, Johnny Brito, I think he's a little better right now than Joe Ryan. I think the bats are better than the Twins. They're traveling uh, to Bronx. So I'm going to take the Yankees at this short price. I don't know if we'll see that short price uh, very often. And then for my dog, I'll take the run line for the Rays. It's not going to win any prizes like Malcolm loves to say, but I just got to keep rolling with these Rays. Uh yeah, I, I I don't not a believer in Corey Kluber at all. I think he might get smoked tomorrow. So I think the Rays sweep him. I'll take the plus price here with the Rays on the run line. Okay. Um well I'll dive in there because I'm gonna co-sign the New York Yankees money line. Um, like I say, it was a short card. There was three minus two hundred favorites, so you said that you didn't leave yourself much to choose from and the Yankees were uh, by far the most manageable and reasonable price out of all that. So I like the Yankees on the money line. For my dog, Dylan, can you remind me what price you thought Oakland might be tomorrow? Oakland, I fi- I uh, made them a plus 220. I need a- Whoa, wallop, get in the queue. So that's going to be my <laughs> pick. Um, <laughs> like I say, th- I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, and at that point, Oakland are very, very live. Um they got their noses in front quite a few times this week. Maybe first five might be a better way of playing it. But at some point, they're going to get their noses in front and stay there. And it might be tomorrow against Colo. And I think plus 220 is huge. Um, I would have taken maybe 160, 170 if you'd given me that, Dylan. So I'll take the plus 220, Noah. So for me, it's tough because a lot of the things that I really like tomorrow, the prices aren't out currently a day before. Um I like Lodolo's strikeouts. I'm going to take it if it's anywhere below 10. I think he gets double digits again. Um, another one that I really liked was the Blue Jays team total over. I think they're going to put up runs against Spencer Turnbull and the Tigers pitching staff. Um, I like the Yankees money line minus 130. So I'll jump on that with for my lock, uh, like for the show. Um, and then my dog, like – I like the Boston Red Sox first five money line. The full game is a little bit nerving. You can get that at plus 165, but I can't really uh, – I'm, I'm on the Kluber side that I think he pitches somewhat well against the Rays. I don't really know about that bullpen. Um, so the dog for the podcast is going to be the Pirates, plus one and a half, plus 105. It's a small dog. But, uh, you know, I like the travel angle, how they're leaving uh, Coors, the Cardinals are, so the bats might be a little quiet. 
and uh, you know, <laughs> give me, give me. You don't normally get the dog plus one and a half at plus price. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I really like your um, Kluberagel. That's you. Uh, you've done well to, to fetch out something a little bit different, and you've you've talked you've talked it through well. Um, and yeah, it's it's an interesting angle. So yeah, I like that Noah. Um, and I think. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, we've got to the end of the show. A nice little, uh, a little quicker one tonight with seven seven games on the card. Um, Dylan, do you need to tell us anything else before we go? Uh, no, just make sure you like, subscribe, uh, hit the notification so whenever we do go live, you guys won't miss it or show up late. But uh, yeah, every day, 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, the the Captain Cena's complaining. Well, not complaining, actually. I think he's a Yankees fan. That This is turned into a Yankees podcast, Dylan. What would all your friends say if they tell them oh. that you host a Yankees podcast? Oh, they would They would disown me as a friend. <laughs> Pinstripes all around tomorrow um, here on the uh, what the Talking Yankees podcast on the SGP. And Noah, what's happening the rest of the night? Uh, nothing too special for me. Just going to sit down and watch some of the night baseball. We don't have many games here tonight, but... Um, just follow us on Twitter, MLB SGPN. Subscribe to us on YouTube, MLB Gambling Podcast. Leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast on any streaming services. And yeah, we appreciate it. So uh, when I, I probably should have pulled it up, but I don't have it readily available. We had a four star review just the other day. So not bad. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, any reason why the one star was knocked off? Was it you? No, it was you because your accent. He literally oh, stated that. <laughs> well, at least it was only one star rather than the other bloke who complained about everything about me and uh, gave me zero. Uh, well, anyway, uh, cheers, everyone. Appreciate the uh, appreciate all the fun in the comments section. Um, Ed's just joined us to say goodbye to everyone. But uh, cheers for cheers for joining in, Ed. Um, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow in some guys or other. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Um, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.